everyone. Welcome to the Rivers Virtual Sunday Service. My name is Allison and I am the assistant pastor here. We are currently in the sermon series, Understanding the Bible Through Jesus. We are going through the Bible and reading the stories through the lens of God's unconditional agape love. For the last couple weeks, we have been exploring the story of Moses. We started with Moses's origin story, his birth, his time in Midian, his first encounter with God, and his new role as leader of the Israelites. And last week, we started exploring events in the desert. With Moses as leader of the people, God led the Israelites out of slavery and oppression in Egypt. And once freed, the Israelites needed to figure out what would come next for them. While they camped in the wilderness near Mount Sinai, Moses went up and down and up and down the mountain, communicating with God on behalf of the people. Through one of these trips, God established a special covenant with the people. The Israelites would be for God a priestly kingdom and a holy nation, as long as they would obey God's commands. The people agreed. They said, everything that the Lord has spoken, we will do. God spoke the Ten Commandments to the Israelites, appearing to them in the midst of thick darkness. But as Charles pointed out last week, the people were afraid to have direct relationship with God. God seemed too big, too mysterious, too powerful. Instead, they wanted concrete rules and standards to help keep them safe. And they wanted Moses as an intermediary between the people and God. So Moses continued to go up and down the mountain, receiving laws from God. During one of Moses's trips up the mountain, the people didn't seem to know if or when Moses was coming back. Exodus 32.1 says, When the people saw that Moses delayed to come down from the mountain, the people gathered around Aaron and said to him, Come, make gods for us who shall go before us. As for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. Aaron agreed to help the people. He took their jewelry and used it to make them a golden calf, and the people worshipped it. Clearly, Moses' absence had a huge impact on the people. It affected them so greatly that they were willing to break the special covenant they had just made with God. God had told the Israelites, You have seen for yourselves that I have spoken to you from heaven. Do not make any gods to be alongside me. Do not make for yourself, yourselves gods of silver or gods of gold. Yet here they were making gods of gold. Why would the people do this? What were they experiencing that made them think that breaking the covenant was the best way forward? The passage doesn't say explicitly, but I wonder what kind of big emotions the people were feeling. Maybe the people felt abandoned by Moses or like God didn't care about them anymore. Maybe they felt incredibly vulnerable anxious and afraid. After the trauma they'd experienced in Egypt and the current uncertainty of their life in the wilderness, 
those feelings would have been completely reasonable. And perhaps those big, uncomfortable feelings were so strong that in order to feel some immediate relief, the Israelites were willing to risk their long-term best interests. But had Moses really abandoned the Israelites? Had God actually lost interest in them? No. At the same time as this whole scene below the mountain was playing out, Moses was up on Mount Sinai, talking to God, advocating on behalf of the Israelites. In fact, God was paying such close attention to the people that God was able to quote their exact words to Moses. But the people didn't know that. And the feelings they were experiencing were so intense, so all-consuming, that they felt like the entire truth. They felt like they'd been abandoned. So it must mean that they had, in fact, been abandoned. They were convinced that Moses and God were not going to return. So they believed they needed to create a new God to fill the void. They interpreted their feelings as evidence of their reality. And they projected that reality into the future. It would be easy to judge the Israelites, but we all do this at times, don't we? While experiencing intense emotions, it is incredibly easy to project our present into the future. I feel like a failure morphs into, I'll never succeed. I feel lonely becomes, I'll always be alone. I feel hopeless spirals into, there will never be hope, and so on and so on. And just like the Israelites did with Moses's absence, we sometimes tell ourselves stories about situations without having all the facts. It is so easy to jump to conclusions about why something happened or what we think will happen in the future, especially in situations where our buttons get pushed. I remember a time when I sent an important email and didn't get a response. I felt incredibly anxious and began to jump to conclusions. Maybe the person was angry with me. Maybe they were furious. Maybe they'd never want to speak to me again. Maybe our relationship was over. I began wondering what I should do. Should I send another email? Call them? Avoid them going forward? Turns out, while my anxiety was spiraling out of control, this person hadn't even read the email yet. Have you ever had an experience like that where you made assumptions about someone's thoughts, feelings, or motives, or about a future outcome? It's so easy to do. And when we're in that type of heightened emotional state, it is incredibly easy to act in ways that we'll later regret just like the Israelites did with the golden calf. Fortunately for the Israelites and for us, God is faithful and does not give up on God's people. God's agape love is unconditional, but there can still be serious consequences to allowing intense feelings to control our actions. We can hinder our own goals, damage relationships, and end up sacrificing our long-term best interests. So what can we do? One thing we can do is remember that feelings are not facts. 
Let me be clear, feelings are incredibly important. And I truly believe that the more in touch we are with our feelings, the more able we are to name them, to give them space and to process them, the healthier we will be individually and in community. But thoughts or feelings that seem true may not always be true. When we are stressed or emotions are intense, it can be helpful to ask ourselves questions like, what story am I telling myself right now? What is another possibility? What is the evidence for and against this feeling being true? Am I making assumptions about the future based on the present? Sometimes these questions can be a lot to sort through on your own. This brings me to my next practical suggestion. Allow trusted individuals to speak into your life. In moments of stress and heightened emotion, it's incredibly important to surround ourselves with people who are trustworthy, wise, and compassionate. People who can validate our feelings while also gently pushing us to examine them more deeply. People who can advise us against resolving temporary problems with permanent solutions. Whether it's a friend, partner, family member, therapist, or spiritual leader, it can be incredibly helpful to have relationships where we can open up and receive input. What might have happened if Aaron had done this for the Israelites? What if Aaron had questioned the people about the thoughts and feelings behind their desire to make the golden calf? What if he had advised a healthier way for the people to navigate their feelings of fear and abandonment? a way that honored both their immediate need for emotional relief and their long-term long-term commitment to God's covenant. Perhaps then the people could have avoided breaking the covenant and angering God. My final practical suggestion is take your feelings, especially ones about God, directly to God. Have you ever felt like the Israelites did? Like God was distant? Have you ever wondered, God, where are you? I think we all have at times, and we're in good company. The Bible is full of people, including Jesus, who cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? This is a normal part of the faith experience, but what sets some people of faith apart from others is how they respond to this feeling. When God feels distant, we can either move towards God or move away from God like the Israelites did in today's story. God is more than able to handle our feelings of anger, confusion, and disappointment to help us process them and begin to move forward. But it takes courage to be honest about how we are feeling and to allow God to respond. Sometimes we need God's help to take that first step into the thick darkness. I pray that God would give each of us the courage to step deeper into God's unconditional agape love. I would love to hear your thoughts on today's story. If you're interested in discussing the sermon together, uh, please join the sermon discussion group during our Zoom service. The service starts at 11 a.m. Eastern time. 
and the discussion group kicks off around 11.45. I hope to see you soon and have a wonderful week. Thank you.